Hello, and welcome to For the Journey, a podcast offering formation and inspiration to Christians longing for more of God in their lives and in the world. For the Journey is presented by Coracle, a ministry committed to inspiring and enabling people to be the presence of God in the brokenness of the world through spiritual formation for kingdom action. We want to help you grow deeper in your relationship with God so that you can go further into the world with God's loving, healing, redeeming power. For the Journey is a space where each week we hope to help you encounter God and live a more integrated life of faith in the world by offering a regular rhythm of reflections, guided spiritual practices, thoughtful conversations, and more. This week, we share a guided introduction to the classic spiritual practice of Lectio Divina, offered by Kayla Allen, one of our spiritual directors. You can learn more about Kayla in the show notes to this episode. This was originally offered during one of our weekly devotional gatherings we call Space for God. Every Tuesday morning from 8.30 to 9.30 Eastern Time, we carve out a few minutes on Zoom to encounter God however God chooses to encounter us. By introducing and exploring different spiritual practices, encounters with beauty, and passages of scripture, we seek to appreciate the many ways we can make space for God in our everyday lives. If you'd like to see a list of upcoming topics and facilitators or explore our complete archive of recordings, there are some links for you in the show notes, and we would love to have you join us. Now, here is Kayla. I am in Charlottesville, Virginia. And my family moved here a year and a half ago. Uh, Before that, I was a small group pastor up in Fairfax. Um, And before that, I was a college uh, minister with the CCO, Coalition for Christian Outreach. Um, You can read more about me. My bio is on the website. Um, But it's it's an honor to be with you this morning. Uh, Today, we're going to do a practice called Lectio Divina or Lexio Divina. You can go either way. Um, I'm going to explain it a little bit, and then we're just going to dive in and do the practice. I think sometimes experiencing it is the best way. Um, So Lectio Divina or Lectio, I tend to say Lectio, is from the Latin and it means uh, Lectio, reading, and Divina, sacred. So it's a sacred reading um, of scripture. And so typically I was taught as an evangelical, um, when I read my Bible, I go to it for information. So I'm deducting the text, I'm learning more about it, um, I'm cross-referencing, but to me, the the Bible was introduced as an academic book. And it wasn't until I was really in, um, I guess, in my 20s, where I was introduced to this more prayerful way of scripture through Lectio Divina. Um, and I remember the first time I sat down with somebody leading me in this practice and how Jesus so quickly came to me and gave me a word and then an image and then an invitation of how he, he wanted to love me in the season I was in. And so today the passage I'm going to use is the first passage that I learned as Lectio. Um, it's from John. So we'll get to that. Um, So yeah, so how is it different than a typical Bible reading or prayer exercise? Um, It's different in that we come to it expecting the Holy Spirit to meet us in this practice. Um, We're inviting the word to speak to not just our minds, but our hearts. Um, We're wanting God to reveal to us 
um, who he is, um, who we are, the truth about us, and then to form us. So this is at its core, a formational practice. Um, so again, not information, but transformation. People often ask, is this a new practice? Um, where did this come from? And absolutely not. Um, it's an ancient practice. People have been doing this for years. And I think it really started way back when a lot of people couldn't read and they didn't have access to the scriptures. And so um, people would gather around in communities similar to what we're doing. The word was read aloud and people were invited to hear and to listen and to have a posture of immersing themselves in the stories of the Bible. So yeah, this is at its core, a communal practice. Um, it's an exercise in listening um, and it invites us to our imagination. So to really use all of our senses, taste, see, smell, um, to picture the story of where we are. The other thing I think it, it helps us do is to slow down. So when you're reading the Bible by yourself, you can quickly kind of skim over the words or pick out the different pieces that you want to read. But in Lectio, my pace and the, um, the, the, just the slowness really allows us to savor the text. So I think often when we go fast, we miss um, that listening and that hearing and invite us to, to really sit with the stories. Um, so again, at its core, Lectio is a spiritual exercise of listening and opening our hearts to God, um, and we allow him to, um, to welcome us into what he has for us. And at the same time, we surrender our agenda and we receive what he has for us. Um, so an overview of the practice, it has four movements. The first movement is to read. Um, so initially, we will read the passage. Um, it'll be slow. And I'll ask if there's a phrase that catches your attention um, and just kind of just notice what's in the story. And then there'll be a pause. And then we'll read it again, or I'll read it again. And you'll be invited to reflect. Um, and this time to use all of your senses. So taste, sight, sm smell, um, picture where we are in the story, and really invite your imagination into it. And then I'll have a question on what did you notice in that experience? Um, and how do you feel about what you're experiencing? Uh, the third movement is to respond. So this is where we uh, ask God what his invitation might be for us. Um, and we take time to then talk with God about how he's meeting us. Another pause. <laughs> and then the final moment is, um, Final movement is to rest. So I'll read it a final time. And this time we're having a posture of openness. Our hands are open, our hearts are open, and we're really wanting to receive what God has for us and to just really savor and enjoy um, being with God. So that is, is basically what I wanted to start with today as far as the teaching. And again, I have two links at the end, so don't feel like you need to take notes or write down the movements. I'm going to lead us and guide us completely through this time. So I invite you, if you're a note taker, to maybe put your pens down um, <laughs> and just really find a quiet space um, and allow me to kind of guide our time. Um, so with that, I'll give you a moment to just settle yourselves. Maybe take a deep breath. 
and another. <laughs> I invite you to ground yourself in your space, to feel your feet on the floor, to feel your back against your chair. Begin to quiet your heart and put the agenda of the day aside. And we'll sit in the space for about 60 seconds before we begin. Father God, we have quieted ourselves. We have come to meet with you. So Holy Spirit, come, you are welcome here. Pray that you would clear us of distractions. That you'd open our minds and our hearts and our bodies to what you would have for each of us today. And we thank you that you are a big enough God to meet all of us where we are in a specific way that we need to hear from you and experience your love for us. Amen. This is a reading from John 21, verses 1 through 17. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias. And he showed himself in this way. Gathered there together were Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana and Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. And they said to him, we will go with you. They went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Just after daybreak, Jesus stood on the beach, but the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, children, you have no fish, have you? And they answered him, no. He said to them, cast the net to the right side of the boat and you will find some. So they cast it. And now they were not able to haul it in because there were so many fish. That disciple Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on some clothes, for he was naked, and jumped into the sea. But the other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far from the land, only about a hundred yards off. When they had gone ashore, they saw a charcoal fire there with fish on it and bread. Jesus said to them, 
Bring some of the fish that you have caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net to shore full of large fish, 153 of them. And though there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. Now, none of the disciples dared to ask him, who are you? Because they knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus appeared to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. So take a moment and just notice that there's a word or a phrase that sticks out to you. going to read the text again, and this time I invite you to reflect. Use all of your senses, taste, smell, sight, touch, and just notice what you experience in the story. John 21, 1 through 14. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias, and he showed himself in this way. Gathered together were Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana and Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. And they said to him, we will go with you. They went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Just after daybreak, Jesus stood on the beach, but the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, children, you have no fish, have you? And they answered him, no. He said to them, cast the net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. So they cast it. And now they were not able to haul it in because there were so many fish. That disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on some clothes for he was naked and jumped into the sea. But the other disciples came in the, but the other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish for they were not far off from the land, only about a hundred yards off. When they had gone ashore, they saw a charcoal fire there with fish on it and bread. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish that you have just caught. Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore full of large fish, 153 of them. And though there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. Now, none of the disciples dared to ask him, who are you? Because they knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them and did the same with the fish Now, this was the third time that Jesus appeared to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. Take a moment and just notice what you're feeling about what you have seen and heard and tasted and smelled.
In this third movement, I'm going to invite you to respond. In this reading, we're asking the question, God, what do you have for us? And so we pray that now. Jesus, we ask the question, what do you have for me? John 21 Verses 1 through 14. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias, and he showed himself in this way. Gathered there together were Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana and Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other of his disciples. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. And they said to him, we will go with you. They went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Just after daybreak, Jesus stood on the beach, but the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, children, you have no fish, have you? And they answered him, no. He said to them, cast the net to the right side of the boat and you will find some. So they cast it, and now they were not able to haul it in because there were so many fish. That disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on some clothes, for he was naked, and jumped into the sea. But the other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far from the land, only about a hundred yards off. When they had gone ashore, They saw a charcoal fire there with fish on it and bread. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish that you have just caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore full of large fish, 153 of them. And though there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. Now, none of the disciples dared to ask him, who are you? Because they knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus appeared to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. Take a moment and to respond to God about the invitation he may be offering you. I invite you to consider, to meditate, to pray to God. For this final reading, I invite you to rest. To simply open your heart, maybe open your hands 
to simply enjoy the experience of sitting with God and letting him love you. John 21, verses 1 through 14. After these things, Jesus sowed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias, and he showed himself in this way. Gathered there together were Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel, Cana, and Galilee, the, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. And they said to him, we will go with you. They went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Just after daybreak, Jesus stood on the beach, but the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, children, you have no fish, have you? And they answered him, no. He said to them, cast the net to the right side of the boat and you will find some. So they cast it, and now they were not able to haul it in because there were so many fish. That disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on some clothes, for he was naked, and jumped into the sea. But the other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far off from the land, only about a hundred yards off. When they had gone ashore, they saw a charcoal fire there with fish on it and bread. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish that you have just caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore full of large fish, 153 of them. And though there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. Now none of the disciples dared to ask him, who are you? Because they knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus appeared to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. God, I thank you how you've nourished us through your word, how you've loved us, how you've met us and spoke to our hearts. I pray that as we go forward, God, we would continue to lean into this truth that we are loved, that you are with us, and you have good for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks so much for listening to For the Journey, an offering of Coracle. We hope you'll join us again next week. And in the meantime, you're welcome to explore what we're up to at inthecoracle.org and on social media at inthecoracle. If you were blessed by what you just heard, please subscribe as we'll be releasing new episodes each week. 
Please also rate and review the show and share this episode around with others who might be blessed by it. We'd be so grateful. For the Journey is made possible by the generous support of our Coracle partners, the wonderful men and women who choose to support this ministry through their prayers and financial gifts. If you're one of our partners and are listening, we are so grateful for you. If you would like to join us as a sustaining partner, you can set up a monthly donation of any amount at inthecoracle.org support. Link is in the show notes. Our growing community of partners gets access to tailor-made resources, gifts, and events, and we would love for you to be a part of that. If you have a question or a topic that you'd like us to take up on the podcast, please email it to us at podcast at inthecoracle.org. You're welcome to type it out, but if you can record yourself asking your question and send us the audio, you may even get to hear yourself on the air. For the Journey is produced and edited by Drew Masterson, with a lot of help from Bill Haley and Carla Petty. Our theme song is Mystery Hymn from our friends at Lowland Hum. Please give them a listen wherever you get your music. And so, friends, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all. Amen, and we will see you on the journey. What?